All right, y'all. Spinney's on one tonight, I think. He's got some crazy headline. Who's the bigger bag fumbler? He's refusing to tell me what it is. So we're starting the episode off by you telling me what the hell that means. Well. One's got to be Dennis Schroeder, correct? <laughs> no, not Dennis Schroeder. These are both episode-related tonight. Episode-related. But uh, before I answer that question, we're going to hear from Jack. Vinny, you looked like you were about to sing to the theme song. You have like your own music lyrics to go with that, or what? No, we were just humming along to the theme song. You know. How oh, okay. Yeah, I like uh, the vibe. All right, tell me the answer now. Okay. Well, how about we start the episode first, and then we'll we'll get to the answer. Okay. Start well, our episode off. We're starting the episode with something I didn't tell Spinny we were gonna do, but I'm assuming he knew we were gonna talk about it, and that is the Damian Lillard trade. It finally went down. All these months later, Spinny, what do you think about the initial trade? It was essentially eight into the Blazers, Drew Holiday to the Blazers as well. Obviously, Dame goes to the Bucks, and a bunch of pieces go to the Suns. What do you think about it? I thought it made sense for all teams. I also thought this was another case in the NBA lore of hating on LeBron for choices he made until you have to make them yourself. AKA Giannis Antetokounmpo. Oh yeah. He did yeah. say that kind of stuff back in the day. huh? Oh yeah. Oh I yeah. Forgot. Kevin Durant did the same thing when he tweeted out right after the Miami decision. How could you do him like that? And then proceeded to go to the Warriors later on when the going do his off. team even worse. Yeah. Yep. Giannis also has crap talk the situation and did a classic LeBron move in this situation where he used all his leverage to make the Bucs make a huge trade. They put an extension on the table. He was kind of like meh to it. And then was it the New York Times or USA Today? I can't remember. But he went on, um, had an interview with one of those two publications where he said he needs to feel like the team he's on has a chance to win or he will move on obvious shot at Milwaukee that they need yep. to get something done and they went out and traded Drew Holiday one of Giannis's closest friends and one of their best players from from previous years to get a superstar so I and that was the biggest storyline of it for me another all-time great coming around to having to do the things that LeBron gets hated for yeah exactly why that he himself hated on him for it. Yep. yeah unreal more basketball specific though, what do you what do you think about because obviously the defensive downgrade is very noticeable from Drew to Dame, but there's obviously an offensive upgrade. So the fit for Milwaukee is unbelievable. It's perfect because the pick and roll with Giannis is about to be ridiculous, dude. It's also, be like, can you imagine Giannis with a stretched out defense? Oh my god. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. He's gonna have to 
go out. Or either that or they're going to play that same crunching stuff they always do against Giannis, and Dame's going to have an absolute field day. Wide open threes for days. I just – Right, just and, and what are they going to – and how are they going to, like, even Middleton? Imagine all the open shots he's going to get. He's going to be just camped in the corner waiting for them to come off this ball screen. They have to help somewhere, right? Like, Yeah, Middleton is the Clay Thompson role, essentially, now. Right. Sit in the corner and hit shots. So – I, I just – and with Brooke and Giannis, and that's the other thing now. Giannis doesn't have to care as much about offense anymore. He can even go further onto the be Hakeem Olajuwon level defender. And if he's at that level and you still got Brooke Lopez, I don't give a crap if right. they can't guard anybody. It doesn't matter because the rest of the team's defense is going to be – They got him. Yeah, they got him behind Dame at least for sure. And the Bucks' biggest issue in the playoffs has been scoring. Has been putting scoring it, and scoring down the stretch. Scoring too. down the stretch. Both. It's only Middleton. Middleton's only dude that could like score down the stretch. That's not necessarily a recipe for success. Yep. And Dame is the second best player in the league, the second best guard in the league at creating his own shot and scoring in whatever situations. So Steph is obviously the one that I'm giving the nod to. Over right. There, but obviously. Yeah. Well, they have like a what two three year window here. They got to get it done again. Um, what do you? What luckily, do you think they'll trade for the Blazers. Blazers. So I've had a lot of thoughts about this. I, my initial, very, very initial, right off the read reaction was the rare, extremely rare, actually win 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 trade. As I analyzed it a little more as days passed, obviously, I think it's a win win loss. I don't. I, I think the Suns lost this trade. I don't really? know. I don't like what they got for Aiton. I thought they moved a little too quick on him. Uh, I thought, you know, they brought in a new coach, potentially because of all this aminosity. I probably said that wrong. Between Aiton and Monty Williams, right? So Frank Vogel also has a track record of coaching successful athletic bigs, kind of similar to him. Think about Roy Hibbert. You know, that was all under – Frank Vogel, uh, Dwight Howard, out of nowhere, is just good again in the Lakers bubble run. That was with Frank Vogel. So I thought they just moved on too quick, and they moved on him for Nurkic, a guy who plays, what, 20 games a year? Like, he's not staying healthy, no shot in hell. And Grayson Allen, a guy who is brutally choked in his last two playoff appearances. So, like, are these even guys that are going to be able to play when it when it matters the most? And who you traded a guy who – I feel like they got one more role player we're, we're missing that could have an – I mean, though. Yeah, um, I would have to look it up, but that's those were the best two players that they got in return, and so I just don't get that. And obviously, Nurkic's contract's brutal because it's twenty plus million for for his production, which is which is just not good in today's NBA. Yeah, I agree, but I do think the Suns maybe it necessarily wasn't the right trade for them, but I don't know if they could have gotten more. It seemed like the Aiton market was pretty crappy. And they did get what they, they needed. Nasir Little, I think, will be Oh, very Nasir. That, that was it. Nasir was the... Yep. Nasir, I think, player. will be impactful on the Suns. And I think... I could see that. With the way the Suns roster is and, and the way their team's made up, I don't know if Nurkic does any more or less than Aiton. I think you're right. It's about health, for sure. And Nurkic, obviously, has no history of staying healthy. But if he's healthy and with the amount of shooters and scorers they have on that team, like I, I think he's just as good as Aiden at the rest of the stuff. Maybe not on potential. Mm. But Aiden, Aiden's never played defense in his life either. He could. 
but we've never seen him actually do it. Right. So I don't know. I, I don't hate it for them. I hate back, it the most for the Blazers. I, I was just gonna say back to your original point. I didn't even answer that. You actually hate it the most for the Blazers, huh? Well, I like it for the Blazers. I would. Wouldn't you rather Drew? Have my... Drew and okay, but Drew and Aiton. You thought yeah. they could get a better package plus plus three picks, two pick swaps, and an unprotected twenty nine first. Well, it just depends on what Dame? you want, I guess. Like it, and right. it also depends on what they get for Drew. If they get two exactly. or three exactly. picks for Drew, then it's a different story. But it just seemed to me like Toronto or Miami would be willing to give up way more draft capital, which is what they should want, I would think. Right. I guess they wanted but, a young athletic big to pair with their young athletic guards. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the, and the if mold you can they're, get they're picks building. For Drew, then, then you're yeah. looking good. Which you would imagine he should be worth at least the equivalent of two firsts. Yeah. I also the think there's start. a good chance Drew plays 20 or 30 games on the Blazers. Because I don't yeah. think they're going to. Well, most of the talk is that they're trying to get it done by like next weekend. So it's essentially really? a four-team deal or whatever. Really? Yeah, they, they want to oh. move on from him right away. Kind of like um, I told one of my friends this. It's kind of like the Chris Paul situation, I feel like. He gets traded to the Wizards. They want Chris Paul just so that they can ship him out and get even more back. Yeah. So um, we'll see. I can totally see that happening. We're on their tail. Cold trade. And then. You know, then they can use that leverage even more in their favor. And I also think it just depends on what they what the market is for them. I mean, please, Malcolm Brogdon and whatever picks you got to give up. That's that's what I want to happen. Drew Holiday on the seas. That's I need that in my life right now. That's what I want. Okay, so that was the last question that I wanted to ask before we jump topics here. Is that so the Celtics? Like that's that's obviously my bias number one option. I think Miami right. is another option. That oh my god, it'd be unreal in Miami, man. Heat yeah. culture, Jimmy and Bam and Drew. Yeah, I mean that we got a guard, good. guard defender, wing defender, post defender. Good luck. And I also got wild here. What? What if the Warriors trade Chris Paul again, bro? I can totally see holiday. This. I totally see this. So I, I don't know. They I, were on they were on the my list of teams to look out for, honestly. I put I put uh so it was the Heat, the Celtics, obviously, the Sixers, I the think, Sixers, could maybe yeah. be in the mix. But what are you giving uh, up? The like, two West teams were the Lakers and, and the Warriors. Yeah. I don't but like the Lakers, them the Lakers that much. Yeah, I don't I just, really either. I'm just knowing the Lakers, they could be in yeah. the mix. No, you're right. And even the even the Clippers, I feel like, could be a an odd. I want them to stay in in the Eastern Conference, though. That would be amazing, dude. <laughs> if he gets to go up against the the new Bucks, if he's part of the Sixers and the Celtics, all, oh. all these rivalries, dude, it's going to be so fun to watch. Just the culture setting that Drew would do on Boston is half. No, like, please don't, please don't go to Boston. I don't oh. want to see this for your team. The dude. defense that Drew would have Brown and Tatum playing. Bro, your team like, is easily the fa- like your team's favorite if Drew's there, no doubt about it. Maybe I mean the Bucks yes. are over no, the Bucks. Yes, really. We're talking a team that's made runs like every single year. Tatum and Brown probably going to be taking another step forward as they're entering their prime age of their career, and then you add a defensive stud like Drew Holiday to that team that's already so good at defense. 
a team is really good and yeah, they'd be yeah. done for because who's guarding like you got Drew can get buckets here and there. He's a little inconsistent, but you got Drew, Jalen, and Tatum, and then you still have guys like well, obviously you'd probably have to get rid of Brogdon, but you'd still have like Derek White or yeah. one of them at least. You're like, keeping one of those two. Bucks ain't stopping any of those guys. Giannis can only guard one of them at a time. True. I think any three of those East teams would be very interesting, though. Sixers, Miami, or Bucks. I ain't worried about the Sixers. We know that. We know what they. Yeah, do. they always be choking, but yeah. Drew again. Drew's a culture setter, though, in that situation, and I think it could work. That's fair. All right, let's switch topics now. MLB season recap, and this is where my. This is where I cry about a couple things. Cry, huh? Well, yeah, you know, I'm probably going to have to roast Sandy Alcantara here maybe a little what? bit. What? <laughs> what do you expect, Spitty? Dang. Come on. Dylan Cease, these dudes got to get roasted tonight. Yeah. But what I, were you going to say about well, MLB? This is where who, what's, who's the biggest bag fumbler comes into play. So well, I'm going to just start you, out huh? with my first question. Who, I'm going to, sorry, pardon my French, but I feel like this has to be said this way. Who fucked up more, the Angels or Shoei? <laughs> what do you mean, Shoei? Otani, who fucked up more, Otani or the Angels? I mean, the Angels, I don't, I don't see. His injury, how much money he just lost? He probably lost $200 million in a contract. Injuries ha- like it's not like he went out out of his way to get injured. No, it's not his his fault by any means. Not his fault, but he still. Oh, who lost actually, more, the Angels right, or right, 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 bro? That's tough, right? <laughs> that's actually a really good question. You would you would have to say, you would have to think it's going to be Otani then, right? I don't know. I still think. No, I I'm taking it back. Don't, I don't even want to throw that out there. It's the Angels. They still let this dude, even if he doesn't somehow pitch ever again, which he might not, he's going to hit nukes. He's still going to hit nukes. He'll be an elite hitter no matter what. And they let that dude walk for free. So that's, the Angels. That's why I still want Angels as well, because they could have traded him pre-injury and got anything and everything from anybody. We so, saw what Juan Soto went for. And like, no. Otani's going for more than that, especially way more than that. Yeah. So, yeah, that was question number one. I also agree. I think it was the Angels. Okay, good. I, I thought you were. Uh, I thought the question was more about me or you in terms of our preseason predictions and how uh, how bad we did. Who was oh. the bigger fumbler? Yeah. My question for you: Just tell me something, man. I'm I'm interested in hearing. Something that really surprised you this season. It can be literally anything you want. Player, team, whatever. Someone that did good, someone did bad. There was a few things. Um, there was a number of things I did not see coming. One, I'm not going to give because it's a future question. Luis okay. Arise leading the league in batting average. I did not I did not think that that was going to be a three fifty five or something. Yeah. Right now. That's, That's unreal uh, to me. Pablo Lopez, top five in strikeouts in the majors. That was another one that really surprised me. I On top of, on top of that, uh, Sonny is top five in ERA. Yeah. Two pitchers in two top five categories for the Twins. That's another thing. Um, really, really surprised me. I feel like there was a standings team 
that really kind of blew. Well, well, I'm not even going to say. I, I'm going to say this, even though I predicted this team to make the playoffs. But the Orioles, yes, yeah. I mean, that's you know they have a hundred wins right now already. None of us, you and Brendan, both correctly predicted their breakout campaign here. But I, I, there's no way either of you guys thought they're going to win a hundred games. So this is oh, unreal season by them. Literally wild. What do you got? Yeah, so, some some of those are mine too. I'm gonna throw three bounce back players at you too. That I don't, I kind of thought they maybe had lost it. No cap, and that is obviously your man's Cody Bellinger. He's back in the top five in batting average in the MLB. Monster season for him. Uh, Christian Yelich, he isn't fully back to like what Bellinger's doing, but he still had an amazing season this year. Helped the Brewers win the NL. Central and the third guy, also your man's. Do you know? Yeah, because this was my third question. It's Blake Snell. Blake Snell, dude. One of my questions: the likely was, Cy Young is Blake Snell. That's surprising me. Is Blake Snell actually back? Was my first question, which I think you have answered yourself that you think it's yes. Mm-hmm. Second, if so, do the Padres have an actual chance to be a good team next year? Because, I mean, playoff likelihood is looking sketchy here's, for that right now. Here's the thing, man. We we thought it would be this year. Like, why wouldn't it be? You got Xander. You got Machado. You got Soto. You got Tatis. I get they, they had injuries, but so does every other MLB team. You have Those these. You have Darvish. Plus the pitching league. I just. Snell and Darvish and Musgrove. Musgrove did miss a ton of the season. Yeah. So that one I'll, I'll forgive. The other guys were here and there. Uh, but still, you have all those guys, and you're paying those seven, eight dudes, whatever I just named, like a billion dollars, and you don't even make the playoffs. Like make so, the, yes, in a seventeen, not even playoff playoffs, format man. or sixteen playoff format now. Yeah, these teams, they they didn't even get second in the West, dude. The Diamondbacks did. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, yes, um, of course, I want to say the Padres are going to be good next year, but they should have been good this year. Yeah. So. I don't know. I do think Snell's back, though. He's going to have all those guys obviously still on the team, so the run run support will be there. He's just a nasty lefty, dude, and we see this time and time again in MLB where guys suck for a year or two. For him, it was you know a little longer than that, three, four years, but now he's back. Probably going to get his second Cy Young in different conferences, too. Which That's is the, wild. Different leagues, I should say. That is wild. All right, what's, one, what's the question you got for me? Uh... Were the Braves? This one blew my mind, and this was—I don't think Braves. Live two years ago. Did the Braves actually make a good decision in giving up Freddie Freeman for Matt Olson? Man, we roasted them for this. Absolutely, blamed okay. them. We did right. The context, though, after the fact, this is the one time where you can say hindsight twenty twenty. Like none of us could have foreseen that Freddie Freeman's agent screwed him over like that yeah otherwise he would have been back because True. he didn't even tell freddie the op- the offer and freddie would have accepted that offer his agent said no because his agent wanted more money obviously he gets a cut of the deal yeah yeah so that's why he didn't resign with the Braves. he said he would have taken that less money deal so wow I-, I can't really say they made a good decision but clearly, it's not a bad one. But 54 home runs and 136 RBIs leads the MLB in both for Matt Olson. I never saw that coming. I did. I didn't even mention them, but I had them written down. 
obviously both of us predicted the Braves to win it all this year. So we knew Olsen, Acuna, all these dudes would be good. No one saw this shit coming, dude. No one saw 40-70 season from Ronald Acuna. What, what is that? That doesn't even make sense to me. How, like, those numbers do not compute in my brain. 40 and 70, Spitty. And then what you just said about Matt Olsen, how you're going to pick Acuna for MVP, obviously, but, like, geez, geez like. Yeah, what else Matt does he Olsen have to do? The other year. Yeah. Literally. <laughs> Unreal. All right, yeah, they just blew my mind, man. Okay, now we're going to flip it the other way. I want you to tell me a player or a team, whatever you want, that definitely did not meet your preseason expectations. Well, the Yankees and the Red Sox, both of those Yankees, teams. both yeah. New York teams, too. Garbage. Mets, too. I didn't, I didn't think they were going to be elite, but, yeah, Mets. Um, I do want to shout myself out a little bit with the frisky Detroit Tigers take, second in the AL Central. About eighty, about five hundred team this year for the Detroit yeah. Tigers. They could That's be not bad. Up. Um, St. Louis, man, ninety losses for the Cardinals. When's the last time that's happened? I got, I got them written down too, man. That's what, like, what's going on there? I, didn't, I honestly was not locked in at all with the Cardinals because they were terrible from day one. They from were never one. good. No, yeah. terrible. Literally. Negative 103 run differential, just could not wow. put it together. Yeah. They yeah, I mean, I feel like the injuries and, and then the pitching, like, ERAs, is ERAs are the top pitchers. You know, yeah, Mike was 4.82. Uh, Montgomery, who they, who they traded, was at 3.5 three when they traded him. Flattery also traded 4.4. Adam Wainwright, 7. Steven Matz, 3.9. They just – this is just going down the innings pitch list. Hudson, yes. 4.9. Palenti, 4.7. Like, everyone in their starting pitching rotation that they still have is an ERA above four. They just they just can't put it together. Just their team leader in wins on. currently has eight. Michaelis leads their team currently, and he, has, he is eight and 13. Wow. <laughs> 13. Uh, yeah, I had all those teams. I had the Padres obviously written down. We already went in on them. And then I, and then this is where I have to do it, Spinny. This is this is just purely because I got them on my fantasy team. But Sandy Alcatar and Dylan Cease, what the hell were those seasons by them? That was just ridiculous, dude. I mean, they both had plus four ERAs. And, and this is from defending Cy Young champion Sandy Alcatar and runner-up in Dylan Cease, and they just choked this bad. Obviously, we've already said we see this in MLB where guys, you know, it's a roller coaster, but especially still, yeah, but still, I did not see this from these two dudes, especially Sandy. Man, I, I thought, especially he, Sandy, especially just, Sandy, yeah, thought he was going to be the next Scherzer type level, Verlander type level guy, right. Neat. Staying on the pitcher train. Talk about Alex Manoa too. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this dude couldn't even finish the season in MLB. No, <laughs> he was so bad they had to say, "No, nah, you back to the minors, bro." Like Literally. what? And they're really good too. Like it's not like their whole season flopped. No. Yeah, but their best pitcher is just not even not relevant good. anymore. Yeah. Wow, unreal. And then, sorry, I have to do this, Vinny. We had to throw in a little twins. Carlos Correa and Byron Buxton, man. Yeah. We won yeah. the division. We did our job. 
I love it. We're going to the playoffs. Awesome. But those two, come on. Like, Trash. Come on. Trash. 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 I, I, I have to give Cray a little break. He was on and off hurt the whole season. But and Correa still was playing and doing his defensive amazingness yeah. that he always does. But Buxton, Buxton can't hit when he doesn't play defense. It's wild. I don't. Buxton I don't get can't it. DH. He can't hit as nearly as good. I, I'm just it makes no sense. Of it. Well, I think he's one of those guys that just gets he gets his momentum from his defense because that's what he's really truly amazing at. And then the hitting comes off that as like a it's like a momentum thing for him I, I don't know but it just seems like when he's sitting in the dugout the whole game he just can't get it going yeah i don't i don't really get it i don't know what it is i don't think there's any fixing him that's why when we signed him that contract i said it was not a good contract and most people roasted me for saying that but i think everyone would agree with that now at this point uh this is I a good segue more. though I okay more. i got Go one last it. one uh I already told you one of these answers, but there's two Braves in the top five and runs batted in in the major leagues. One is Matt Olson, which I already told you leads the majors. Who's the other one? Two Braves? Two Braves. Top five RBIs in the MLB. Well, it's not. It's Ozzy. I'll, I'll be. It is Ozzy Albies. It's Ozzy, yeah. yeah. Ozzy, 107 RBIs. Olsen, Alonzo, Tucker, Soto, and Albies, top five. That one just kind of mm-hmm. surprised me a little bit, given Acuna and the rest of the squad. But he's balling, too. Their whole, their whole team style is just stupid, <laughs> honestly. Absolutely. Wild. Oh, my gosh. All right. I do, I do have to toss it back to the Twins, though. I want to hear your grade. Give us a regular season grade. B. How'd you grade the season? B. That's exactly what I said. Did our job. Didn't do anything crazy. Kind of underwhelming, but won the division and did what we needed to do and probably going to lose three straight playoff games. <laughs> hey, tune in Tune in to next week's episode. We will, before the playoffs start, we'll dive into all of our playoff predictions. Hopefully, Spinny and I don't have them losing 3-0. I will have them losing 3-0. <laughs> Hundred percent. We gotta get one. We're getting one. We're we're not. We're not. They have to prove it to me before I will pick it. I will pick them to lose every game every year until they win one because they've just proven me right over and over. Well, they're winning this year, brother. They're winning this year. Godspeed to them. Godspeed. Godspeed. He says. All right. Let's let's switch gears now. Let's jump to the NFL now, huh? Uh, Let's talk week three. Uh, for this focus, we're just going to talk standouts, players, teams, whatever the hell we want to talk about that stood out to us. I'm just going to throw it out there. We might as well just start with it. Uh, I'm sure you talked about this on the Al Travis show on Thursday. Taylor Swift, Travis Kelsey. That stood out to me. Yeah, that was fun. I, I loved everything about that, getting the MLB or getting the NFL hyped. Uh, Travis's sale, jersey sales up 400%. <laughs> like what? Added, added like. 350,000 followers on social media. Absolutely wild experience. Uh, good Did you him. see that she's uh, coming to the Jets game now, yeah, too? Yeah, she's coming to the Jets game. All my homies, shoot your shot. That's all I got to say. That's what I learned shot. from that. Yeah. All my homies, go shoot your shot, because that's wild. But I guess I shouldn't be surprised. Like Travis is a cool-ass dude. Like, a funny-ass dude. 
like it like just seems chill and normal and like just a guy you want most to so have you seen like through social media like most swifties are not happy with it no i know i mean who why is taylor doing this dumb football player this classic stereotype like yeah i don't know maybe because he's six five and he's super athletic and jacked like and is handsome like i don't know yeah why else would you date some like literally oh. that was that was a cool storyline honestly from the week and I, one to follow made, honestly made it forward. uh my first thing can the browns really win the afc north even if Deshaun? Even if Deshaun doesn't get any better, we get the same Deshaun the whole season. Can the Browns win the AFC North? I kind of think so. Bro, I think so too, dude. Their That's what I'm saying. I, I didn't think you were going to think that. I wanted to bring this up. Their defense is, is ridiculous, dude. It's actually ridiculous. It's best in the league. It might, it's, it might be. It's, it's in the conversation there. for sure. It's in the combo. It's Especially one of the top five. Especially after the Diggs injury. Like, I think it's pretty much right. just them and San Fran at this point that are really right. – and maybe Philly. You can throw Philly in that group, too, if you want, just because of the pass rush. But I literally have Brown's defense written as one of my standouts. Like, Wild. You lose Chubb at the season is, like, chalked up as an L by most people in the national media, probably even including me, partly. And all of a sudden, they just come out here and they just absolutely destroy the Titans, who have actually been playing pretty well to start the season. Twenty-seven well coached to three. Yeah, always well coached. Both of us picked the Titans to win that yeah. game because of the coach factor, and yeah. they just got absolutely ran through. I know. Also, just quick for the Hardys and Hardos, we are going to go back, and we're we're doing a similar segment this week. So last week and this week, and then oh, I got them. Oh, you, you got them. You got the you got record? the records. Is that what? Oh you're yeah, I do want them. Oh, I got them. I, I know go. we're gonna have to keep track of it. You already know. I'm leading after the first week of us doing this. Let's go. I had 11 and five record this past week. You went really? nine and seven. You went nine and seven. You picked the Raiders over the Steelers. You picked the Commanders over the Bills. That was uh, yeah. that was the main switch up there. How I beat you by two. All right, we like so, yeah. it. Not bad. Winning records for both of us in week one, not bad. Let's go. Or week two, week exactly. three, I guess. But well, our Week one of us doing it, yeah. Um, oh. okay. I will go to the next storyline I had. Who's the worst team in the league? I kind of maybe have it. a hot take, but. It's got to be the Panthers, right? I, I think know. it might be the Bears. Is it the Bears? Probably, it's probably the Bears. Let's be real. Because Cardinals and Houston and Indy, those three teams who I thought were going to be the bottom are looking like looking pretty solid. Yeah. CJ's also. We'll talk about that later. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave that for later on. But I have him too. Yes. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Bears, Panthers. I think both in the conversation, which is wild. Um, I think that's the two. What? I think that's the two right there. Yeah, and which is crazy because how many teams in the national media, well, how many people on this podcast have faith in Justin Fields? One, and I look like to be a complete moron about that right now. But we both had the Bears with a terrible record. But how many people in the national media had the Bears winning the division or winning making the, the playoffs or like, wow, I mean, what are we doing? What are we doing? Stuff. Absolutely wild stuff. And they just look like absolute dog water. 
Hardest and Hardos, the stay away game of the week. The absolutely don't even scoreboard watch this game. The Bears play the freaking Broncos this week, dude. <laughs> yeah, that one's going to be boring as heck. I mean, they have to be in the mix too, right? Like yeah. The, I mean, I think the Broncos the are almost out of tanking for Caleb Williams point themselves. Right. Right. Honestly, which there we go again with Spinny's bad takes. Take three of this pod because Sean Payne looks like he hates Russell Wilson. What the is going on him. with that? Why? He hates him, dude. What? Like, what? We can't figure. Like, I just, I did not see that coming. I did not think him. Sean I told Payton, you this. But I did not think Sean Payton would go to a team where he didn't, like, think he had a realistic chance to win and wasn't confident. Like, did he not talk to Russ before the year? Did they? Did he not, like, go through all this stuff before he took the job? Like, Sean Payton could have got any freaking job in the league he wanted. Sure seems like he didn't do I just that, don't yeah. understand. And then all the roasting that Hackett and everything else. Yeah. And then we're just going to be trash. Saying Hackett had the worst coaching, one of the worst coaching jobs in the history of the league. And then we're going to just be absolute dog water, too. I just. Then we're going to get trounced by 50. I not see that coming at all. 50 points, Spinny. <laughs> they lost by 50 points. Also, that was a fun storyline. McDaniel could have broke the all-time NFL scoring record, but chose not to at the end of the game. I don't know if I would have had that much self-control. I might have kicked that field goal. Well, he also claimed post-game that he had no idea what the record was. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Which he might not have, I guess. Maybe he didn't. I didn't Just know. the offensive mind he is, I feel like he, he definitely knew what the record was. Yeah. <laughs> or someone at least informed him, like, hey, we're right here, man. Literally. That was nuts, though. Like, eight tutties, dude, between action and Mostert. <laughs> like, what are we talking about, dude? I couldn't even when, – when the sleeper app kept notifying me because I have Mostert in one of my leagues, touchdown, touchdown, like, all this stuff that's happening, I'm like, this has got to be, like, glitch or something. There's no way they're actually doing this. Sure enough. <laughs> How did you say A-Achen? Achen? I've heard it so, pronounced so many different ways. But he, he came out and said – because I feel like oh, he, it, he did. Yeah, I feel like it was a chain. A chain. That's what they said a lot. A chain. And he okay. and he came out and said it's a and then C H A N. So A chain, A chain, I don't A-chan know or something. But he yeah, came out and was like, "This is how you pronounce our name, my name." So yeah. Anyways, but four touchdowns. I, how many people had him on benches in fantasy leagues? That was basically everyone, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> Who would be started on these? How many 50 point benches did we have? Absolutely wild. Second, uh, what? Second career game, literally, because he missed week one. So, uh, all right, we got we got to talk about him, man. I, I, I'm throwing it out there because they destroyed your squad, dude. CJ Stroud is actually really freaking good. I'm sorry. Who's I the best with QB? Is it Stroud? Well, through three weeks, it's 100% Stroud. 100%. Yeah. I think Richardson is the only other one that is in the Richardson, conversation just because. Well, yeah. Bryce has not done a lick. Bryce I has been crappy, it, man. He has not done anything. He looks tiny and outsized. <laughs> he looks so small. I just. Yeah. I thought yeah. he was going to be NFL ready. I thought we were going to get maybe a Mac Jones type rookie year from him. That's kind of really what I expected. But right. their team is trash too. So, I mean, that obviously doesn't help. But he has not looked good. Richardson has looked what we expected, essentially. Unbelievably athletic. But he's raw. even he's 
Right, really raw, but he's even uh, passed better than I thought too. Yeah, he so has. I, I especially downfield. I've actually, I actually felt like he's seen the field pretty well, which right. I was a little surprised about, honestly. Um, Jags, man, flip it, flip it from the Texan yeah. side to the Jags side, man. What, what's going on with your Jags here? You got a fourteen and three, dude. They have, they've not been playing well. They're what? They're one and two, are they not? They're one and two, yeah. Uh, Trevor hasn't quite. Well, I want to give him a few more weeks before I hate on Trevor because he has played okay, but he has not played necessarily up to that top five quarterback level that I thought he might instantly take the jump in. But again, we're in week three, so I think there's still time for that and for them to figure each other out. I also just have faith in Doug Peterson figuring it out. As much as I dislike the guy, he's a great coach, and I think he's proven that. So I, I just have faith in that division for them to figure it out. Okay. Well, figuring it out is a good segue to our team, Minnesota Vikings. Are we going to figure it out? We obviously lost to the Chargers, battle of the 0-3 teams. Both teams obviously should not have been 0-3. We made it out of there. Or 0-2. Yes, 0-2. We made it out of there 0-3 because some guy named Keenan Allen decided to take on our entire defense by himself and absolutely cook us. Brian Flores had no solution for him, and I guess that's what happens when you have terrible personnel, obviously. 18 catches for 200 yards. I mean, what are we talking Like, this dude literally could not be stopped, and he's 31 years old. It's unreal. As well as well as the fact that we turned the ball over again way too many times. Classic. Classic. And I – okay. We're going to talk about the end of the game here. I, I obviously understand. All right, let's do it. The biggest part of that is on Kirk, right? Like – you here's my thing kirk should be allowed to run ever what run whatever he wants and do whatever he wants in that situation if you don't trust your quarterback at the end of the game then why is he your quarterback like i don't get that if it was like a o'connell not commu- the communication issue not fast enough you should just be trusting kirk with it at that point number one number two whoever's fault it was spike the mf and ball like spike what it. are we talking about you get two downs after that to score as much like I just well that's don't get that's what that. Kirk was saying like Kirk was Kirk said that he he's not allowed to even spike the ball on his yeah. own which that's why that's he didn't wild to me that's right? so wild to me it makes no sense when you're five to ten seconds into not being able to hear why do you go an additional ten seconds of trying to hear just spike the damn ball dude literally, literally. you still have three more plays then. Like, but the play itself is more TJ Hawkinson's fault. The more I watch it, the it play really... itself is TJ Hawkinson's fault. He threaded the needle. He gave Kirk Hawkinson hit him in ball. the hands. Yeah, Kirk put that ball in his hands. Yeah. So I mean, at the end of the day, it was Kirk's mess up because it looks sketchy and all the weirdness. But at, right. like I said, at the, when it comes to the brass tacks, Kirk made the throw. Exactly. Kirk made a catchable throw. So hundred percent. Completely agree. Was it easy? No, but we just paid the man the most money for a tight end in the league. So exactly, like that's exactly. the catches we expect you to make at that point. Exactly. I don't know what. What do you think, man? Are we are we done? Though part of me wants to say no, just because I still feel like the NFC North winner could be. Yes, the Lions. Obviously, we'll get there in a little bit. Lions are now three and one. I still think that the NFC North winner could be nine and eight, though. Like, or yeah. the, at least the seventh seed. I also have confidence that us beating the Lions down the stretch. And we also have all six divisional games left. 
So exactly. that also is a big win in our favor. But these next four weeks are t- like we. I mean, we obviously have to beat the Panthers. Hundred percent. Like we cannot well, lose the Panthers. Yeah. Obviously. I mean, that's. I think that's uh, a non-start. Obviously, but. Panthers, Chiefs, Bears, Niners. We we essentially have to go three and one in those games. We have to. Because if we're going two and two in those games, we we're two and five. And I I mean two and five is not is not a good place to be going towards the playoffs. So I we either have to beat the Chiefs or the Niners at home. And I just I worry about the likelihood of that. You're not to pull it off. I mean, because then I mean, it, does so light, it does lighten up after that. Like we got the Packers, but then Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders—five weeks in a row. So week four, five, six, seven. So through week seven, or through week eight, we play the Packers in week eight. That's pretty hard. But then weeks nine, ten, eleven, twelve, and thirteen. Weeks nine through thirteen: Falcons, Saints, Broncos, Bears, Raiders. That's five winnable games. Exactly. So you're clearly in the train of we need to keep going, right? Yeah, I think I think for now. I think for now. At least another two, three weeks, like, right? Unless gotta... we take a dump. Like, if we lose to the if Panthers we... or the Bears in the next three weeks, we lose either if of those we... two games, it's over. Right. Yes, Done. 100%. Yeah, I agree. All right, let's, uh, let's transition to week four now. Like Spinny said earlier, we're going to be doing uh, game picks here. From here on out, Spinny, let's just start up top, man. Okay, can we – do we have to just cut – since we're recording after the fact, do we have to not count the Lions-Packers yeah, game? Yeah, Lions-Packers is out. Yeah. I probably would have picked the Packers anyway, so. I would have picked the Lions, but Good. after the fact, you can't really – Nope. Exactly. So – Let's start with the top. We got a London game this week. The Falcons versus the Jags. Jags are three-point favorites. This one is so tough because absolutely weird things happen in London, man. (laughs) No one knows what's going to happen in this game. I'm going Jags. More international game experience. Jags have played an international game every freaking year forever. So we're taking And they do have – yes, they have fans actually in London. I've seen that before too. So I'm taking the Jags there too. Next, we have the Dolphins-Bills. This might be potentially the best game we've seen thus far in the NFL so this season. Um, I'm, taking the, I'm taking the road team, the Dolphins. They're not playing in the winter right now. There's really no severe home field advantage. Obviously, Buffalo is not an easy place to play regardless of the wet, when they're playing. But no snow on the ground. That's, that's going to go in the Dolphins' favor and – I don't know. I just keep – yes, the Bills, I do think they're back after these last two weeks. But at the same time, look at the quarterbacks they've faced in their three games so far. They've lost to Zach Wilson, they beat Jimmy Garoppolo, and they beat Sam Howell. Those are the three quarterbacks. They haven't faced anything like Tua, nothing like Tyreek and Waddle. Waddle's supposed to be back. you got A-Chan or whatever the hell we decided his name is and Mostert. I don't know. I like the Dolphins in this one. Two and a half point favorites, by the way, for Buffalo. I have to stay true to my preseason picks. I picked Miami to win both these Buffalo games. But 
No, I'm I'm I don't care about my integrity. We're picking the Bills. We're picking the Bills. Taking the Bills. Are they back? I don't know if they're back, but I think we might get hero Josh Allen week. And Josh Allen is either Superman or Bizarro, but I might I might get a Superman week out of him. All right, that's that's fair. This next one I don't even want to pick. That's the the toilet bowl. That's the Broncos visiting the Bears. Broncos are three now. It's it, Bears got to be the worst team in the league because they're at home playing the 0 3 Broncos and they're three and a half point underdogs. <laughs> We're picking the horses, baby. We're picking the horses. Broncos. I'm sorry, Dustin Fields. You cooked, brother. Ravens versus the Browns battle for the one seed in the NFC North through four weeks. Man, this one's really tough for me. I'm going Browns. I think they're keeping it rolling. That pass rush is absolutely insane. So yeah. I love their defense. They're they're going to force a couple turnovers with Lamar. Yep, you're wrong. Ravens are winning. My of course. pick getting the W. Of course you picked the Ravens. Weird. At Cleveland. Sorry, Weird. Don Steelers at Texans. This is another very even matched game here. Two and a half point favorites for the road Steelers, actually. I'm going Texans, man. They played so well last week. The Jags are going to keep that thing rolling and get to two and two. First really good defense that CJ Stroud has faced that is true. this year. Um, so I'm going to take the Steelers winning in Houston. Okay. Hey, this is – we're going to see the standings change quite a bit one way or another. We have a lot of differences here so far. Our game. Vikings, four-point favorites on the road versus the Panthers. We're both being homers, correct? Yep. Back on track, baby. Here we go. Rams at Colts. This one's really tough. It's even. So this is definitely a stay-away game if you're into betting. Even line here. Man, this is – do you know Anthony Richardson's status by chance? No, but I don't even care because I I honestly kind of think Gardner Minshew gives him just as good a chance to win. So You're right. You convinced me. It's the Colts. It's the Colts. I'm taking Especially the with how well Zach Moss has been. What? That was sick. Sick. Taking the Rams. Stafford, Stafford and McVay. All right. Bucks at Saints. Both two and one. Saints three-point favorite. So that means it's even on a neutral site. Uh, I'm going Saints. I like their defense a little more this year. They've been ferocious so far through three weeks. So I'm going to go Saints. I'm just going to go Bucks. I think that uh, James... Bro, are we switching every game or what? Is I this... don't know, man. But I think Jameis is going to have a few too many turnovers. They don't get cars probably out for this game. Um, so, yeah, I think... That's an L. I think That's the Jameis turnover machine might be what gets the Bucks their sneaky win, even though the Bucks don't win in New Orleans. So this is kind of a bad like pick for right. me in that respect. But Jameis might turn over. They couldn't even win in New Orleans with Tom Brady. Yep. Commanders at Eagles. Uh, after that absolute beatdown the Bills gave the Commanders, I don't see any chance. Even though the Commanders did beat the Eagles last year, they did. Um, Eagles it, haven't it, even looked good yet. Eagles offense and they're still three zero. And they're still yeah. So Eagles are winning this game. Nine point favorites at home. Bengals at Titans. This one's really tough because you know God instincts wants to say the Bengals right, but. They've looked so shitty so far this year. So Joe really looks like he's finally a little more healthy by the end of last week. But right, I'm going. I'm going to go Titans. 
I think they're going to control the clock. Derrick Henry is going to absolutely eat on this Bengals defense. Joe Burrow still not going to be quite back to himself. Titans are going to pull this one off at home. Bengals so figured it Bengals, out. Clearly. Bengals figured yeah. it out. And after last week, I have even less confidence in Ryan Tannehill. That's fair. That was a good point. Honestly, Raiders. Too, if the Titans lose this week, it, are are we going to see Will Levis at some point? Or why wouldn't they? Right? Yeah, they got to throw know. one of them out there. At least Malik Willis or Will Levis, one yeah. of them's got to play. That's what I mean. We drafted them both. So Raiders at Chargers. Uh, I think Chargers keep rolling, honestly. They lost Mike Williams, but they lose him every year. So I don't think that really impacts it too much. Quinn Johnson will finally get a play more instead of his 10 snaps a game or whatever Mike, he's been doing. Me. Thanks. Thanks, Mike. And the Raiders. Let's I mean, let's be real. The Raiders ain't stopping Keen now. <laughs> so true. But matter. I'm gonna give the team who is gonna have don't more take fans the game the win. And that is the Raiders. Here's the Raiders home game on the road in LA. They will definitely have that stadium black and white. Uh, so we're picking the Raiders. This week. They let you down last week, man. They're going to let you down again this week. I'm telling you that much. Patriots at Cowboys. Dallas is six and a half point favorite. I'll tell you what, if I was, if I was a betting man, I'd take in the page Pats plus six and a half right there. Um, I don't know. I'm sus after the Cowboys' performance last week. Obviously, they were on the road in Arizona. Now they're at home, so it's a little different. But still, Arizona's not that far from Texas. Cowboys have fans everywhere. I'm sure there was Who are you paying? a Cowboy Who are you fans there. I'm taking all that being said. I'm still taking the Cowboys at home. I'm going to roll Dallas at home as well. Also, watch if the Dallas betters could move this line by uh, Sunday. And if this line's at seven or seven and a half, then I'm Definitely as a better, if I was a better, slamming the Patriots. If you get that seven yes. number um, through the spread, then it's that's really huge. Hey, remember when I when I said the Texans last week? By the way, on this on the spread, and you, yeah, I just had to remind you. Cardinals at 49ers. Cardinals, no chance in hell they can keep no. this shit rolling. They ain't being the 49ers that in San Francisco. Over. That game's over yeah. before it starts. Yeah, and so is this next one. Yeah. Chiefs visiting the Jets. Zach Wilson will never beat Patrick Mahomes. I don't care. You never. Could, you could ever. put you could put Zach Wilson on the Niners and Patrick Mahomes on the Cardinals, and I'd still take the Patrick Mahomes led team. I mean, eight and a half point favorites on the road. Yeah. <laughs> you don't see that very often. Plus, they got all the Swifties on their side now. Yeah. They do. They really do. Oh, that's Sunday night football, your Monday night football game. One that I'm not very excited to watch just because I absolutely hate watching the Giants. They play at home versus the Seahawks. And the Seahawks are favored by one and a half. I'm taking the Seahawks because I just like them way more. I'm taking Seattle. Just literally that fast. I said this so many times last year. He sucks. When you you let Daniel Jones out of his little – tiny little just barely do anything box that Brian Brian Dayball tried to put him in last year he is trash and I knew they were gonna let him have a little bit more freedom this year because Dayball was gonna feel he had developed and he was gonna go backwards and it's two and two touchdowns four interceptions already he's turned the ball over more looking like a Vikings quarterback with how much he's turning the ball over and that's I just don't see it changing they 
I can't like I still cannot believe the Giants gave Daniel Jones that much money. I just I just really don't understand. Do you remember what it was again? Not right now. Four one four for one sixty in that. It was it was too much. That's all that matters. In the forty million a year range. Yeah, it was in the what the hell are we doing? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Well, Spinny Man, those, those are our picks. This is going to be interesting to see where the stands are at after this week. I this is going to be a wild one because we went like half the different. games were different. Yeah. yeah. This is crazy. This was actually probably the most we'll ever be different, I feel like. All right. But I do have a QA for you. Good. Shoot it out. No QA for me this week. Whip out your phone. Yep. You might need it. Fantasy baseball. We talked regular type storylines before. Just give me give me a shout out. Shout out a dude or two that really balled out. You already that know maybe, who I'm gonna shout out. Not not don't repeat. Don't say Bellinger. Don't say oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. Say My guy about. That dropped me 34 points in championship week. Ooh. Chris Bassett getting the Chris shout Bassett? out this year. Uh 512 points. He is SP10. SP10. SP10? SP10. 512. SP1? Yeah, SP1, Chris Bassett, SP1. Huge shout-out to him on that. I have this little rat on my team for the last two seasons, and yes, he probably got me SP2 numbers, but now he jumps to SP1 when he's not on my team anymore? Sweet. Logan Webb, Blake, Blake Snell, Chris Bassett, all SP1s on my squad this year. A little bit of a surprise for a couple of those dudes, as well as Kirby and Valdez being SP2. So shout-out to that huge pitching staff. What are you doing? We love that Carl's Rodon. Yep. Negative 16 points right now for me. Gave up eight runs in the first inning without recording a single out. Thank you, Carlos Rodon, for for that final start of the season. Huge shout-out to a guy that might have a 30-30 year that I feel like is one of the most underrated guys in the league, and that's Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker. Kyle Tucker, 29. He's still not to 30 30, actually. 29 home runs, 111 RBIs, and 29 stolen bases, hitting 282, 93 runs scored, 515 points on the season for fantasy baseball. So big, big credit to him. And, and I think, yeah, I think he is, gets a little gets a little shafted on the, how good he is scale. All right. Well, I, I, I have to do it and just call out some of my own dudes. I should try to call out different players, but I got I got to shout him out. Josh Naylor in the in the AL Central. Man, he balled out. He missed a good chunk of time towards, I want to say, mid-July towards the end of August. Basically, missed a number of weeks. Uh, but he, So his totals is only at 339 on the season in terms of points. But 2.9 points per game is what he finished the season at. Absolutely unreal year. He batted 306 with 17 home runs and 97 RBIs, which is in the top 10 in the MLB. Great great season for a, a second or third-year player in Josh Naylor. Uh, I hate that he's in the AL Central. Probably going to be terrorizing Twins for years on the Guardians. The other dude is Nico Horner. I picked this dude up, Spinny, like four days after the draft. 2.8 points per game, Nico Horner finished as, as the fourth-ranked shortstop in the entire MLB. For fantasy. Unreal year. He almost had 100 runs scored. That's his main production. He just gets on base. And you know that's very good for fantasy. Yeah, I had another similar player like that, Jordan Montgomery. Picked him up May 26th. Absolutely been balling on my roster uh, since then. So mad I didn't pick him up. A couple other real quick shout-outs. Zach Eflin, SP12. Oh, my God, he went off this year. Yeah. 
Yeah. 16 and 8, 186 Ks, 38.5 ERA, whip of 1.02. Absolutely crazy uh, season from him. And also one more guy that I think we saw it coming, but maybe not this soon, Corbin Carroll. Corbin Carroll, 287, 25 dingers and 52 stolen bases. 116 I mean, runs scored and 75 RBIs. Absolutely. I mean. All season from him. 50 stolen bases as a rookie? Yeah. I mean, it's fair to say. 25-50 season as a rook? Right. Per- wow. Definitely uh, safe to say my preseason rookie of the year and then now is going to be correct in Corbin Carroll. Agreed. That's pretty safe to say. All right, Spinny. We did it, man. We got we got a lot in. We didn't finally only talk about football. I mean, we talked about I know basketball. We talked about all three. I know. I missed it. So, I missed sorry, it. NHL fans. Yeah, sorry, NHL fans. Nobody cares about you. Ooh, Spinny, you got to take it that far. Ooh, I'm sorry, but it's true. It's true. All right, so I'll stay tuned. Episode 76 will be coming early next week Agreed. with our playoff predictions. So stay Watch tuned the WNBA that. playoffs going on right now. Yeah, it's might, going on. We might get a a Liberty and Aces WNBA finals. Better be. And that, Better be. Those, both those teams are up in the conference finals right now. So that would be a very, very, very fun uh, WNBA finals to watch. Uh, the Liberty two super up, teams. Liberty up 2-1. And aces are up two to zero right now in the Western Conference and Eastern Conference Finals. Let's go. Let's go, aces. Repeat back to back. Come on. Are you cheering for the aces over the Liberty? Y'all are I don't want yo, a New York team. Wild. I don't care if it's WNBA. No New York teams ever. Come on. I don't know. Stewie, Stewie, Stewie and Sabrina, man. They be balling. Back to back. Back to back. Let's go, Vegas. Come on. We'll see. All right, y'all. We appreciate you. Hug your friends and family and have a wonderful weekend, Hardys and Ardos.